0: All right, guys, so Apple had a fall iPhone event. And of course, everyone is always super excited. We have all of these leaks, which I talked about in previous episodes. I don't cover the leaks. And as we saw this year, a lot of things simply were not right. So let's talk about some of these changes that are coming to us from our friends in Cupertino in regards to the iPad Apple Watch, iPhone, Fitness Plus, and some of their services. Let's get into it. Welcome to In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? Alright folks, so let's get started with the best tablet, the most ubiquitous tablet on the face of the planet, that is iPad. I'm so sorry Android fans, but it is what it is, iPad pretty much is king supreme in this category. So, updates to the new iPad. So first and foremost, regular iPad. We all know it. This is going to be the ninth generation of said iPad. Of course, we're going to maintain that $329 price, but of course, we're moving to an A13 Bionic chip. So it's going to be 20% faster than the chip that was in the previous model. Now note, the base model iPad, just this regular $329 one, 299 for education it always lags behind at least by a couple of generations in processing power so if you want more bang for your buck then you need to opt for an ipad mini ipad air or ipad pro now of course we're going to have a better isp image signal processor in this unit and we're also going to be getting that 12 megapixel ultra wide on the front facing camera, which is going to enable center stage, which is found in other iPad models. This guy's also getting True Tone. And of course, we're rolling with iPad OS 15 out the gate here, and we're getting a new starting storage capacity of 64 gigabytes. Now, of course, this has started to become a trend. And honestly, it should have been a trend years ago because storage simply is not that expensive and apple has notoriously overcharged for it next up ipad mini so The iPad mini looks like a miniature iPad Air and a miniature iPad Pro at this point. This thing looks absolutely phenomenal. We're starting off at $499. Of course, we have new colors. We have the new edge-to-edge liquid retina display. We have two times faster machine learning. 5G on board. We have a 12-megapixel camera true tone flash and of course we have center stage here as well with the ultra wide camera up front we have stereo speakers and landscape and of course since this is featuring that new design that we've grown accustomed to on ipad air and ipads pro rocking apple pencil 2.0 moving on apple watch series 7 now Apple Watch Series 7. This is the one that had all of the leaks. The leaks were flowing from all of the faucets with this one. And it was supposed to have a similar, more boxy design as all of these new iPads. But we pretty much have the same design, but we're having a better, more crack resistant display. With the borders on this display, essentially the screen is flowing to the edge and actually overlapping the curve a little bit, and the borders are only 1.7 millimeters thick. Now we're going to have 70% brighter indoors. You're also going to enable a full on screen keyboard with Quick Path, which is essentially Apple's form of swipe. Now I'll save my thoughts about that until the end. Um, This is going to be dust resistant. So this is the very first Apple Watch that is dust resistant. And of course, you know that you have your water resistance. And of course, new USB Type-C charging, giving you 33% faster charging. So of course, we're going to start out at $399, and it's going to be coming later this fall. Next up, iPhone. All right, so let's get started with iPhones 13 and iPhones 13 Pro. Now, be sure to listen to this entire episode all the way to the end so you can hear all of my thoughts and extra commentary about whether or not you should upgrade and just the overall feel of this Apple presentation. It was a great presentation, but, you know, it definitely left a little bit to be desired. So with that being said, let's dive right into iPhones 13 and 13 mini. First and foremost, five new colors. We're gonna have a smaller notch. That is due to the fact that that the true depth camera array is smaller. We're getting an A15 Bionic on Apple's five nanometer process. We have a six core CPU with two, two, of the high efficiency cores and four performance cores. We're having a four core GPU. We have a bigger battery, 28% brighter screen. That is Apple's patented Super Retina XDR display that is able to produce HDR 10. We have a new 12 megapixel wide camera, cinematic mode for rack focus in your video. So let, let's break down the cinematic mode because this was something that was touted and teased a little bit essentially with individuals calling it portrait mode for video but it's not exactly portrait mode at all so essentially you know how when you're watching a movie and the focus the camera operator can pull focus onto several different objects throughout the focal range of the video so for example let's just say you have a person at the very front of the shot and then somebody walks in, and a in a door behind them, and then that same camera operator doing a fantastic job can focus on that person and blur out the person in the foreground. That is rack focus. That is what cinematic mode is all about, and it's absolutely, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's really, really, really cool. And of course, going and continuing on with devices having proper storage, iPhones 13 and 13 mini start off at 699 and 799 respectfully. And the capacity starts now at 128 gigabytes with a 512 gigabyte option. Gotta love it. Now, moving on to iPhone 13 Pro and iPhone 13 Pro. Pro Max, so that same smaller True Depth camera array is the same here. Twenty percent smaller. We have three updated new cameras. First and foremost, the telephoto lens, 77 millimeters, three times optical zoom. The wide angle, the wide angle lens is 2.2 times better in low light. The ultra wide sensor is 92% better in low light. And it also enables macro photography for the first time without additional mounts and things like that, like moment lenses and things of that nature on iPhone. We're having a bigger battery. We're having a five core GPU this time with the CPU remaining the same. We're having 1000 nits display, which is gonna be 25% brighter. And of course, now, for the very first time ever, and yes, Android devices have been having this for years, but of course, Apple brings it to their devices, ProMotion. And this is something that's been seen on iPads Pro for quite some time, but you're going to have an adaptive refresh rate up to 120 hertz. That's what we've been wanting. People have been wanting this 120 hertz refresh rate for years because we saw how smooth iPads and other Android devices were. They were essentially seamless with your touch. Here's the thing with how Apple is doing it. It's not going to be a toggle of 60 hertz or 120 hertz the way that you've seen on typical Android devices. It's going to be adaptive based on what is on the screen. So they're doing it in a very Apple way. And lots of people will say that they're simply doing it the right way. Moving on. We're having all cameras. All of these cameras are going to have night mode. We're going to introduce new photo styles that are able to do more with the color of your pictures in a camera and really give you that unique style. Also, the macro lens will be able to record slow motion video and then coming later this year, we're actually going to be able to save video in ProRes. So of course, everything is starting off at the same $999 for iPhone 13 Pro, $1,099 for iPhone 13 Pro Max. We're also adding a one terabyte option here and of course you're gonna be able to pre order this guy on September 17th, and they're gonna be generally available on September 24th. So, lots of great changes coming for iPhone. And now, hey, let's get into some commentary about should you upgrade and the overall general feel of the event. All right, guys, so as I say with every Apple event, they're simply the best. Not, (laughs) They're not the best company. They're not the best at everything. But when it comes to these keynotes and when it comes to presentations and making you feel like you have to have that new thing that you really don't need, especially if you bought the things last year, they're the best at it. They're the best at it. They paint such A whimsical, excellent picture about all of the devices from top to bottom. Apple Watch looks great, but here's the thing about Apple Watch. I would say if you have anything older than Apple Watch Series 5, so Series 5 is when they first made a shift to having a larger display that's not just a complete square, it blended around the edges a little more. If you have anything older than Apple Watch Series 5, I would suggest that you upgrade. Now, Apple is kind of slapping us in the face here with their offering because they're still offering Apple Watch SE, which is solid, but they're also offering Apple Watch Series 3 still on sale for a low cost, which, sure, it starts off at 199 bucks, but I'm positive that you can hop on Swappa or eBay and get an Apple Watch Series 5, which is better than both of them for probably around 200 to $250. So with that being said, it will be a used device, but it will be a better device. And at this point, how much more is Apple Watch Series 3 really going to be supported? And how much more can we expect Apple to give us updates for that device being that we're getting Apple Watch Series 7 this year now moving on to iPad it's the de facto tablet anything that happens to iPad is a great great thing it's a great thing It's it's a phenomenal thing and the fact that you can get this guy for $299 for education or $329 for everyone else is absolutely phenomenal now with that being said if you have the previous generation of ipad there's no reason for you to upgrade here now of course you get true tone now here's the thing if center stage is that important for you i still don't think that it's worth an up upgrade now of course if you have an ipad that cannot be updated anymore being that it is a little bit too old too long in the tooth then it's time for you to upgrade if you have anything that I would say is four years or older and it's just a regular iPad, not an iPad Pro or an iPad Air, then it's probably time to upgrade. Moving on to iPhone. Now, this is a more, (laughs) this is a more interesting discussion because I'm actually almost ready for an upgrade myself. So, If you have the previous generation iPhone 12 or 12 Pro, it is really difficult for me to say that you need to upgrade. When you're looking at 12 versus 13, of course you're dealing with a brighter screen, but the screen is always brighter every year. You're dealing with the better battery. The battery has been excellent in iPhones for some time now, especially with the advent of iPhone 11. That's when iPhones quote unquote really became the battery champion in the smartphone world. Now of course you're gonna get the cinematic video which is available on both iPhone 13 and iPhone 13 Pro. The difference is that 13 Pro will be able to save ProRes and you know there are some idiosyncrasies there with your storage options on the Pro now i i would be confident to say that if you have iphone 10 or less i think that it's time to upgrade and i will even stretch that to 10s and 10s max and that's including myself i just don't know when i'm going to make this purchase but i would say if you're 10s and older I would say that it's probably probably time to pull the trigger. It's probably been three years for you at this point. Now, you can definitely stretch it for another year or even two because of the fact (laughs) iPhones just work well for so long. But the features are starting to pile up if you are on one of these two devices in which you're missing out on if they're important to you. Number one being battery life number 2 being all these substantial camera upgrades. Now it now when we went from 10s to 11, it was it was definitely a difference there. But now the difference between 10s and 13, especially if you're rocking a bigger device, say the 13 Pro or 13 Pro Max, these are going to be substantial differences between your devices. So guys, all in all, The event was a solid event. The Apple Watch was definitely a little bit of a letdown because it's more of a design refresh than actually pushing the technology forward. Um, One of the favorite things that I saw from the event was all of the excitement around Fitness Plus, which I've tried out Fitness Plus. I don't believe that Fitness Plus is better than utilizing the Peloton app. It comes in second. But one of the things that really interested me about the features of Fitness Plus, which are going to be updated, is some of the group things that you can do. You can invite your friends who have Apple Fitness Plus to do a group class. And I think that is super cool, super fun. And it's getting everybody off of the couch. It's getting everybody out of that proverbial fitness rut. So, guys, lots of things happened we have lots of new toys to potentially play with. It might be time for a few of us, including myself, to upgrade. But hey, the decision is yours. Use the information that I've given you and the information available on Twitter, YouTube, and on Apple.com to ultimately help guide you to that decision. Guys, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dexter underscore Johnson. Share this podcast with a friend. And I thank you so much for listening.